Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the LPN Show. Recorded both in Los Angeles and New York City. We're just, you know, here to hang out. Have a good time. All right. Talk to y'all after a while. Hello there, you highly intellectual, beautiful consumer of podcast content. Welcome to the last podcast network show, the LPN I'm show. here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready. Please, please stop because we haven't introduced you yet. This is, uh, this is these are your hosts. We are both the hosts. I can say whatever. That's true. Oh my. Oh, all right. Well, now I've got something to say. Little sister is here and she's got something to say. Henry smells like dog poo. Yeah. Strident. <laughs> yes. You're a strident woman. Thank you. And I'm glad you're allowed to vote. Oh my God. You know what? I worked really hard. K through eight. You really did. But I got to say, we'll say our names. Um, This is the gruesome twosome. It's this is Henry Zabrowski, Jackie Zabrowski, um, brother and sister. If you're one of those people that ever does the thing where you go like, oh, this must be your lovely wife to people that are obviously brother and sister. Um, there's there's something about it that I mean, I'll never recover for how many times I don't times know it's if we're obviously brother and sister, though, the way we hit the dance floor. I just don't fucking you, you disgust me. Um, but today's guest is someone that um, doesn't disgust me. It is uh, he is an an, an old friend, um, young man, but old friend, but an old friend, and he is an incredibly funny comedian. And um, people say that his interests are are arcane. I would put I would go that far as to say that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'd like to introduce you to uh, Jared Logan. He has a new half hour uh, on the Epics channel yeah. which i think you get that's north korea right yeah, yeah 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 yeah. that's the north korea state television that's the name of it yeah <laughs> that's incredible it's called unprotected sets and he mm-hmm. also streams with stream of blood which with is stream of blood it is so good that's a D, right you you get you you are a dm uh you're a daddy dm right is that what your wife calls you Oh my gosh, boy, I wish she would. In the throes mm. of passion, call me Daddy DM. Ooh. That would be, uh, I would become so fully engorged. Well, you guys don't do Daddy Play, right? Uh, daddy Play? Uh, no, actually, you know what? Well, she'll get so mad I'm telling everybody this, but one time during sex, like my wife, like out of nowhere, just called me Daddy. Weird. This was like before uh, it was we, a thing. I, I had a kid. Yeah, wow. before we yeah, had a child. Yeah, now you are a daddy. And when she did that, I was like, whoa, it just had a extremely strong effect on me. Yeah. It mm-hmm. made me 
just made me really prematurely ejaculate just Good. so quickly. And um, I don't know. I, I, I see why people say that they think it's creepy. That guys want to be called daddy. I mm-hmm. totally get that. I, I do think it's creepy, but not in the moment. In the moment, it felt great. It just happened, man. And now you Maybe are it's because my wife like rarely dirty talks. That's like yeah. not really her thing. And she just like surprised me. Maybe and that's like, what it was. What? That's yeah. why I like to be referred to. I like to be referred to during um, sexual intercourse <sighs> as grandfather. Uh, grandfather, right. yes. Immediately Thank you, upset. grandfather. I don't like it. Wait, wait. I keep the old ways. I keep the old Wait, ways. I hold the line. Well, we did call our grandfather Pop Pop, so does that mean your wife calls you Pop Pop? No, that's what Henry says when he ejaculates. <laughs> pop Pop! pop, 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 pop. pop, pop. Um, but this is a really, um, what a great way to start a show. He just rolled over in his grave. I could feel it. Ooh, 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 ooh. And you made that noise. Hey, Jared, tell me, how did you get into Dungeons & Dragons? Well, let's see. Um, well, I mean, oh, role God. playing in general, because I feel like it comes down because Dungeons and Dragons is kind of how like my parents still call like all um, any sort of gaming con- console like a Sega. Yeah, they call yeah, it or a, a Nintendo. Sega. Yes, but also Jared, a Nintendo. I need you to yeah. know real quick, and I'm not. I'm not sure how many siblings you have now. Henry played Dungeons and Dragons growing up, but he would never allow me to play. I was only allowed you to watch it. or to bring uh, drinks to them while he and his friends would play. You made dumb choices. Yeah. So I would like you to keep this in mind when you're talking about this and how you may have shielded and or kept people from having fun with Dungeons and Dragons against you their will. You roasted us from the inside. Look, we're talking about we're talking about what we're talking about ancient. Uh, deeply rooted problems in the Dungeons and Dragons slash tabletop role playing game hobby. Yes, sexism. Yes, mm-hmm. but we're also Whoa. talking about. But we're also talking about Jackie. The fact that little sisters, especially, yes. and often girls, come in and they make fun of it. Whoa. And they you're did. like, you're an elven archer, and they're like, can my name be? Uh, can my name be Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? And you're like, fuck, no, it can't. That's a fucking <laughs> Ghostbusters reference. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Get away from my fucking table. Take it seriously or go home. These were the fights that we got into. Yes. Now you can see how Jackie has turned it into slander over the years. She spun it into yeah. I did not allow her to play. But the problem is that she would come and then she'd be like, yeah, well, my character's name is but you know, you're like, man, now this is not how you the game is. Didn't played. respect, but the way, but needed to be respected. Now, now imagine you're in my shoes. You're a 40 year old adult, and someone <laughs> sits down at your table to play some Dungeons and Dragons. This happened this year, uh, before the pandemic hit. Someone came over to our house, was playing Dungeons and Dragons, and said that their character's name was going to be Oliver Twist. And I, a 40-year-old man, had to tell, like, a 35-year-old woman, no, it's not. You can't just be called Oliver Twist. That's stupid. You're <laughs> they were like, what? You're and brave. I was like, yeah. As an adult, I'm telling you, another adult, that you can't just lazily go, Oliver Twist. You have to come up with a different name for your thief. We are going to be locked in for hours at a time playing a campaign. Right, mm-hmm. you view these other people that are um, in your party. They yeah. technically are people you should be reliant upon right. during what will eventually be, especially if you are DM Jared. Because I will say, of all the DMs I've known in my life, you are an exacting, 
um, dangerous. Mm. Um, I, I want to say almost mirthful in your torture of yes. the people that are involved in your worlds. Yeah. And so you have to look at these other people that are within your party as the only people we're versus you. Yes. Your, your bent, bitter, um, just labyrinthian every, brain. Every failed uh, failure in my life, I take it out on the players. <laughs> That's great. You know, I, everything <laughs> that didn't go right for me, you know, it's I, I just use that to fuel just killing player characters. And what does your therapist have to say about it? My therapist? Yeah. Um, I haven't told her that I do it. Whoa. Hmm. She doesn't always even... I keep some things for you. Right. I, I feel like with a therapist, a good thing to do is to like um, create sort of uh, a, a labyrinth for the therapist <laughs> to navigate. Um, a labyrinth of mirrors. I like it. Where she's never really sure who she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I My personality is a lot like uh, Edward Norton in the film Primal Fear. I've said this a lot. Oh, mm-hmm. you're dead on. I was going to d- add in like a sprinkle of American History X and Death to Smoochie, but that's another. Talk about a labyrinthian uh, part of Jared that we don't Can get I to change see. it? My personality is just Edward Norton in American History. Please look up a picture of Jared Logan um, if you would like to think about what that would look like. Yeah. What a hybrid. But it, honestly, I don't mean to immediately just like pick your like talk about role playing games because it does seem to be at some point as comedians, especially now in uh, like this realm where we've all had to become very online. Yeah. We used to be way more uh, kind of like you know do character comedy do do a bunch of different things and i think that we still do but on some level it's like you kind of also kind of have to find your thing and find find where your 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 comedy serves during this time period and i feel like you're really like owning role playing yes comedy oh yeah absolutely i've wanted to do it for so long first of all i think it was like so great you guys were kind of already ahead of that game you know when suddenly everybody had to go online I mean, you guys are great live performers, but you just kind of already had your whole fucking digital infrastructure set up. This was the year 40-year-olds learned to stream. Oh, yeah. So it was, I, you could see it's all the yeah. the water's full of 40-year-old chunk. <laughs> it is. It's true. So, But I was so happy that I finally had a excuse and the time and the, you know to just start playing games online. And uh, people uh, like them. And it's been really great. Well, the trick really is is that you have always wanted to spend your life playing as many of these mm. games as possible, and now you found the ultimate reason why that you can be in here yes. instead of being out there with your wife and your new child. Yeah, yeah I really hate spending time with them. And, I uh, bet. It's really great to just kind of be playing in an imaginary fantasy world instead. Um, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> the coolest thing has been I've been like meeting people who really like make, uh, you know, make a great living, like just just playing role playing games. It's crazy. I didn't know that yeah. that was a career, but it is. Yes, that's all they do. And so I, you know, I now I'm like, you know, climbing the steps of the Himalayan temples to these people and going, teach me how to become you. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but I remember that you were working and that you have been a DM playing games with children. I'm very mm-hmm. interested in that's this. That's true. Would you? Because I just, 
I taught kids for a very long time. Kids are insane. Kids are the yeah. weirdest. I'm also doing yeah. like a deep dive right now on Charles Schulz and and Peanuts and the idea of how desperately dark children are. Do you remember <laughs> any of your favorite times of doing DMing with, uh, for a kids game? Absolutely. You know, uh, so for a while I was doing this thing called Kids versus Dragons where I was, you know, developing this thing around, you know, young, really young kids playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I um, I had uh, I had to shut down my the part of me that's like you your character can't be named that right, or right, right. your character can't do that. And uh, I sort of got to like sort of began to feel this perverse joy when they would do everything but play the quests like they would just do like there was a kid who called his character chicken and then no matter what the adventure was he just wanted to go to the part of town where there were chickens and fire <laughs> <Sure>. arrows at, <laughs> at the chickens, chickens yeah. and kill sure. the chickens and then can I can I take off a chicken's leg talk about dark can I rip off the chicken's foot and can I use that as my weapon and I had to be like okay roll crap <laughs> sure, I guess <laughs> you know and then he would succeed and I'd be like okay you now have a a chicken foot claw weapon so that was really kind of joyful and you know it gets you kind of out of your comfort zone as the as the dungeon master or the game master because you have to learn to yes and the most bizarre ridiculous axe cop-esque stuff and then there was another aspect of it i mean uh to put down like the cynical comedian uh, hat for a second, please, and pick up my hat as an educator Whoa. and as a father. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> wow, there was this he revelation. Put on a monocle. Yeah, yeah, I have a monocle on now. <laughs> um, there, there was a revelation I had, which is uh, I, I was playing with a group of kids at a summer camp, and uh, one of the kids' character didn't die, didn't lose a power or weapon or have any. He took damage. He took like four points of damage. You know, uh, uh, if you don't know, a player character usually has at least like 12 points that they can take before they, they're in danger of, of dying. Well, this character took like four points of damage. And the kid, um, you could tell he was trying not to because he was like 10 or 11 years old. But he just like just started crying, oh. just started crying. And his friends were like, oh, no, what the fuck do we do? Because they were male children and they... We're not trained for the tears. tears. Yeah. Male and, uh, adults are not as well. Exactly. Unfortunately. <laughs> and I, you know, I had to say, you know, hey, it's okay. I get upset when things happen to my character too. We hate that, you know. But what I realized is that um, adults are better at hiding their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They feel the exact same way. Yeah. I don't. Play. I feel like you're staring right at me when you said this because I remember with the last campaign <laughs> that we played in Stream of Blood when my character because there was something about. You almost killed me immediately in this one scenario where I looked into an old cannon and yeah. then you're like, and the fused lights. And I immediately was about to immediately die. And then I became, I immediately knew, I got almost offended. Cause I was like, you tried to kill me. Your friend <laughs> of a decade. You it's tried true. to kill me in a moment. It's in a, a good moment. story though. It is, but I did feel, did I get upset? I got almost upset. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. 
On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No, I mean, and, and as well you should. I mean, that's the weird fucking mind game of the, of the role-playing game, and that's why it's worth doing. Is like, you know, what, what I realized from watching that kid cry is I realized how real it feels psychologically, even though it's so stupid. We're all standing around with dumb sheets and dice. It's not real. It's so dumb. But we feel it like it's real because humans' brains are wired strange. So when a cannon lights and it's about to blow your face, off, of course you fucking get upset. And it totally makes sense to even have a part of you get upset at me. So when you are running these games, you want to make sure that you are using them to take your players and make your players feel awesome, right? To make them feel strong and capable and confident and, and to let them fulfill their fantasies. But if you don't threaten them some... Oh, that, then what's the stakes? There's no stakes. what's the point? So There's you no also have to make them feel that kind, that thing that makes you want to cry, that taking the damage. You, you have to aim the cannon at their head sometimes. It's very, it's very fucked up and strange. And if you think about it too hard, it's probably immoral to play these <laughs> games. Well, once you once you get into that level of being that upset about your character, then you have to you do have to then maybe take a step back and be like, what is upsetting me about my actual life? <laughs> that I have now applied to this game and what am I expecting to get out of this game that is just a game. I really ask, I mean, is it even something like that? Do you think you're bringing things into the game? I think that the, like, the game, just once we all start kind of pretending together, even if we're not like super committed, if we all just kind of go, okay, there's a house, okay, there's a guy with an ax in it, okay, he's coming after you, just your brain, like the way humans are wired, just starts going, oh, fuck, there's a guy with an ax. Like part of you still does. It's so odd. Our imaginations are very, very powerful. Yeah. Do I, I do why I do believe that people end up manifesting things into reality quite a bit because you can kind of think your way into a new reality by seeing all of the reasons why to blah 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 is true, and then all of a sudden it becomes your base. Look at the power of Q. No, I mean absolutely like Yeah, I like Q, like everybody who's like how can they believe this stuff? You're like, oh, that's we're pa- we're so far past that question. Yeah, yeah. yeah like it's, it's like, just, it's how just, do we travel to them uh, with some sort of dimension hopping machine? Is the better is actually a better question than why do they believe <laughs> why this do they silliness? Believe in it? Why is it not true? That's my new question. And then yeah. you start really pedaling. Why is it well, not real? Okay, let me just say this about Q also. A lot of it is true. And that sounds insane until you go, Epstein. Yep. I mean, how many famous, rich pedophiles have there been out there? Q is just a tiny leap away from that. You know but what the, I mean? But like, that's what he's building on. That was the idea that you have a little kernel. You have a right. little kernel that you can hang a little hook that you can right. hang the conspiracy theory on that gives it just enough 
tension, just enough like way to keep somebody engaged because these things do pop up. Epstein was the ultimate spotlight into this idea of being like, there's your pedophile cabal right there. Right. Uh, you know, Matt Groening was on the plane, you guys. Matt Groening was on the plane. Um, <laughs> and then there are there are like rich people that do get like blood transfusions from younger people. That does that. Ha- I mean, I'm not full of shit, right? That that's a no, real that thing. Also, that there's the true. vampire facials too, where they put the they put your that's own your blood, blood back into your own. Yeah, but they also use uh peepee the peepees peepee skin. Foreskins. I got a I got a blood facial one you time. You did. My Doesn't own blood. it hurt so bad? They used leeches on me, Jackie. No, they didn't. They put. I did it for a TV show. They put leeches all no over my shit. body. They put leeches all. It was for a pilot. It never aired. So they <laughs> oh, put leeches it. all over Absolutely my body. Absolutely worth it, wasn't it? Oh, it, I mean, I'm a little pissed still, but because. <laughs> Because, like, the thing is, like, you, you're like, you don't know. You're like, well, people do this. I bet it's not that bad. And then they bring the leeches out, and you see the leeches have, like, hundreds of little sharp Suck. teeth on their bottom. Oh, and you're like, those oh. probably don't feel like little sharp teeth. But they do. It feels like hundreds of little sharp oh. teeth latching oh, into your skin. God. And you can oh. feel them pumping the blood out of you. No, it doesn't. Okay? Does it really feel like that? You can see them pulsating. Oh. You can see them pulsing oh. on you. I never thought about it. Dude, and then, okay, so this was the worst part. So then they gave me the blood facial, which, to be honest with you, really cleared up my skin for a couple of days. I had a pearly complexion. You look but, great right now. Thank you. It's true. Um, <laughs> but uh, the worst part about the leeches was leeches inject you with an anticoagulant, meaning uh, they it, it basically bleed and bleed and bleed. Exactly. And so my torso bled for three days Ooh, oh, girls oh my god that's when you get that's when you get out that's when you find the jared that's how you got your wife that's how my wife called me daddy oh see oh. i get it oh I, she's slipping we're and heavy sliding. into blood play we're heavy <laughs> into blood play oh you and billy bob thornton now, there's another way you and billy bob thornton are correct are exactly always alike. saying right. and I, I also think that objects retain the spirit of their former owners so that's a th- third way me and billy bob thornton i get it honestly every time i think about leeches i always think of the movie the toy with richard pryor and um and jackie Gleason. you're the only person who does you're the only person who does because you, i think you and i are the only people who've seen that film nine percent on rotten tomatoes I just looked it up I, I don't know if you know this jared but i am personally against rotten tomatoes as a company and um nine percent on rotten tomatoes a richard pryor jackie gleason movie it's 9%. not a good movie how dare you? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is, but Rotten Tomatoes is a is a toxic effect on our society. It does. You, it should. It should. I think. Uh, I I think everything should go back to the way it was. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Go back to the I way want, it was. I want there to be big jugs of milk on a cart, and it's the only thing I watch. <laughs> Things were better. Um, well, actually, that frame of mind wants to bring me back a question that I had for a while ago. So now I, I like. Every once in a while, I'll dip into the world of, like, reading. I, I don't like to read people's thoughts um, as much as possible. Hey, I, try not to, I try to avoid them. Is that how you describe yeah. books? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but this idea of, like, there's always kind of fight within, like, the world of role-playing games. Right? Like, D&D has changed many times over the years. And it yes. used to be more classic. There's the classic D&D. And then the rules get more arcane. Like, things get more intense as they become more modern. Like, what is your take on that? As, uh, I'm going to say, take this as you will, I'm going to call you an admiral nerd. 
Sure. Right, like, Thank you're like you. uh, if there was a submarine filled with nerds, you'd be in charge of all of them. Oh, that's so that's nice. That's lovely. They'd be scared yeah. to, to mention your name. Oh, see, I'm beaming now. But um, this is how I get people to open up. Uh, and, of course. Everybody, <laughs> the idea of if you, like. It's called having charisma, but go ahead. Yes. Yeah. And, if being, you and open, being bled by leeches, I think, is what we've learned. How you really open up a man. But the, the idea of these games, some of these games are getting very complicated. And I can't learn how to play some of these games. There are a lot of rules. I try to open up that game, Crusader Kings 3. Mm, yes. And I, I, sp I watched an entire hour YouTube video mm. to try to teach me how to just play the game. And then I turned on the game and I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just fucking. So, you know, you're absolutely right. So we can talk about this a couple different ways because at first you kind of brought up like how things have progressed to more complexity, more infinite complexity. Yes. What I would like to say is that, you know, it's very important to me with these kind of hobbies and things that they kind of remain sort of light and fun. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of guests on my stream to play role-playing games. And there's there's some people that I think would like send them a whole book and be like, read this book and learn the rules and then now create your own character. And now let's spend two days just creating the character and then we'll play the game later. And, you know, you, you know this sort of like uh, the whole a point of, of it. Yeah. Right, the, and, and also, like, to some people, the whole point of it is all that complexity. And that is not the point of it to me at all. The point of it to me is to laugh with your friends, uh, which will happen, but you got to kind of, it's got to be a game. Like, let's yeah. keep it light. It can't be a part-time job. Right. And so when you talk about something like Cru Crusader Kings, which I played quite a bit of Crusader Kings 2. Uh, and, and, and I am new to this world of the really intense, like, PC gaming like I play civilization and to me right. Civ 6 is the peak of complicated that my brain can truly take but I also get to kill a lot of stuff in it I would say that it's it's probably a great design because you can kind of play a game of Civ casually right yes and uh, I don't know I to me games and casual are synonymous I don't I like I should be able to this is kind of why I stopped with video games but I don't do video games anymore because uh, when you have to, like you said, watch the hour tutorial, then do like five test games before you un even understand how to play. Yeah. And those are like so many hours. And I'll say this too. I think, well, this is going to be a controversial statement. You are the Ooh. admiral nerd of this, of the toot toot of this boat. I, I, one time I was talking to our good mutual friend, Adam Conover. Oh, yes. And we were talking about Skyrim, one of the best video games of the last, I'd say, 15, 20. Years. Love Skyrim. It's an amazing game. And he said that at one point he was playing like 20 hours of Skyrim like every two days. Like he was doing like like a ridiculous amount of Skyrim. Uh, and then he realized that he was depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and look, there's all kinds of different types of depression and some of it is quite functional. And if you kind of like to live in that that space in your head, uh, I'm not judging you. More power to you. But I do think that we need to know that there is an aspect of these hobbies that is sort of synonymous or fits together neatly with depression. It's very strange, and I think that a lot it has a lot to do with that when it, when they get very complex or when they become very um, what is it like. Um, 
it's the really it's the heavy detailed shit like rim world yeah. all these games where i could totally see what you're saying because it number one it provides total escape and the mm -hmm. way marcus parks from you know last podcast the way he talks about video games sometimes because he likes to play them because he openly admits it gives him a false sense of achievement yes that he feels like he's getting somewhere within a small little world and it's a really way to do the really good way to assuage your feelings of personal disappointment when yeah. nothing else is working maybe working out for you yeah you have anxiety about things feeling out of control and so and then you play the witcher and you get to like the witcher 2 and you get to this like the second area is that after like the like television kind of the show the witcher with henry it's exactly cavill like that it's exactly like that, only I got to this point where I realized there was this very complex alchemy system where your character has to constantly be picking up different roots and things yeah, along I the highway. Yeah, I tried it too. And you must use it. There's not, you can't opt out of it. You can't go, I'm not going to be a potion guy. If you don't do that, the game is much harder. So you must learn through trial and error or from looking online and cheating how all of these little roots go together and what they make. And then the whole time you're playing an action game, you have to also be picking plants. That's insane. Um, I, don't, I don't like that. Um, and I also think it's depression. That's depression. Yeah, is. <laughs> if you're sitting there mixing fake roots for hours, you're depressed. Now, you may enjoy being depressed. It may be a, a state you like to put your mind in, but I think it's, yeah. I think but so. I, I appreciate that during this time period, there are a lot of people that don't, that have a lot of time to kill. So this is the, the I could see why it would be a boon, why you'd want to go and spend your life in these worlds. But it does get to a point where if you do have loved ones, I do feel like they eventually they'll just start to go away. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, to bring it back to, to uh, role playing games, this is my point is. Go play a role-playing game where you have to look other people in the eye, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And you're like making each other. each other laugh. And you still get some of that complexity. You get some of that kind of, that fake accomplishment. All of those, like, those aspects are there, but you're not alone. And you're not rolling a, a boulder up a hill, Sisyphus. Right. Because it does get to that point. Jackie, what is your reaction? You're the, you're the least... Of this triangle, you are by you're the only one wearing lipstick. To explain why this is what's wrong. Not the with lipstick us. matters in this case. I'm just saying but, that you look nice. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, I completely understand what you're saying, Jared. As someone that plays Sudoku for at least two hours a day, but um, you are you, know, you are Jackie. You just ixnade your way out of this conversation. Why? You are Sudoku is for uh, like the only way. Like Sudoku is what you give to your grandmother I to fake give her something to fight against your Alzheimer's. Need to it play doesn't work. A game. I get it. I play it for hours every day. I wish I could stop. I am really, really good at Sudoku. And um, but again, if I could play Sudoku with other people, it probably would be for the best. But I like to play. I'm getting new into RPG games. I will say that my first campaign, they all made fun of me because I wanted to be Dorothea and she was 85 years old and she had a bionic arm and that was the whole thing. And I was like, but you don't understand is that you couldn't see her coming and she would pew, pew, pew. She would poison dark people because no one paid attention to her. Cause like, oh, look, she's an old woman. She's not doing anything. Well, that sounds like an awesome character. See, this is the thing. Yeah, it ended actually, up being that's an amazing character. 
surprisingly character. layered. They would be, end up being an amazing character that that did a and lot. And who would need a bionic arm more than an 80-something-year-old This is the whole thing. And she made all of her own poisons in her bunker that she lived in, but she also didn't talk to her kids. And no one wanted me to include the family aspect into it, but I thought it was important. To add the family yeah, aspect no. into it. You can do that. Yeah, Jackie, you sound like you actually did build a character. Thank you. you actually sound like you gave it much more of a try then than when you did when we were children. Yes, I'm trying now because that's the thing. Is that I'm, all right, confession, confession alert. You're right, Henry. I definitely was the one who's like, nerd, you're a fucking nerd. Because I was out doing drugs and I was out getting laid and I was out having fun. I was building I thought, the foundations for a successful career in entertainment, mm-hmm. even as a boy. I was out there knowing, knowing what it was going to take, knowing that you would need to commit yourself to art early on. I did a lot of mm-hmm. drugs, and um, I had a great time doing that. I'm sorry, Jared. I mean to have this family fight in front of you. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I'm just, I'm just nodding my head and agreeing with you. <laughs> Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, but I, I, I'm just I'm just in awe of your dedication. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> what he's got. that's what he's got. Did you did you name your child after a sci-fi character? Who I? Yeah, we don't oh, have children. Uh, no. Okay. Well, uh, I did not. I did not. She, her name's Rosalie, which I think would be a weird sci-fi character. It, it, someone said it sounds like someone's Italian aunt, Ooh. and I think <laughs> that is kind of what we were going um, for. Rosalie Logan. Do you feel that, that was a um, wasted opportunity, and do you regret it? You know, I'm I'm a big fan of like um, not putting your hobbies. Uh, into your child. Oh my god, are you a good uh, parent? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I hope she's into the things that I'm into, and I'm definitely going to introduce her to them, but if she's like, nerd, and wants to go have sex and do all kinds of drugs, like Jackie, well, I'll be proud of her. I'm proud of that. I will say, a a friend of ours, her daughter's name is Ripley, and I always thought that was badass, so I think that it is badass. That's great. That's a cool name. That's on the line, because that's just a lovely name yeah. right like that's just like a very lovely beautiful name so i'm gonna name my son Frogman. do it man i <laughs> bet he'll be able to jump high and i won't touch him because he will well, be slippery do you know what they say about the Soprowskis? an intense vertical leap <laughs> they always say that's that right they do say that it's on your family's coat of arms <laughs> yeah so are you willing though next so the I have now so we have mutual friends our our Cena Gaznavi who hosts fraudsters who if you don't know that he he is a side world where he is completely ensconced in VR gaming. Oh nice. 
Are you going to join Oculus Rift? This world? I can't imagine because a friend of ours, Holden McNeely, just got one and he's trying to impregnate his wife currently. And how do the twain meet? I'm not sure. Oh, it's awesome because, like, you just put on that Oculus Rift while you fucking, and you see Christy Brinkley, bro. Whoa, Christy Brinkley, the <laughs> fucking most current model I've heard of. You see, you see Anakova. Whoa, Anakova's in there. Cindy Crawford. I Cindy Crawford. Yeah, man, fucking Sports Illustrated, dude. <laughs> and then you can bust a nut, no problem, because yeah. it's like yeah, a stinky man. white. Oh yeah, bro. Again, yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Um, I my dream is for them to make the holodeck and then come to me and be like, we need adventures, you know? That's that's what I was saying. I was like, I feel like you could really supply it. And then it's kind of, you're going to sort of be like a crack dealer where then you will make the, you'll make the meth and the crack so delicious and so good. And then you don't have to worry about it because you can't fuck with your own supply because you're going to watch it slowly deteriorate the people that get addicted to it. Yes. But at least you made it good. But fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they fell into my honey trap. Forget it. I'll be, addic- pussy. I'll be addicted to it too, but you'll see that all the simulations I go into are like, I want to be like a, a, a peasant in like 14th century <laughs> Prague. You know? You gave me that book. The life, I believe it was life in the fourth century. I forget what it was. You gave me, a, you told me to buy that book. I still have it. And I got to read it because we Ian were- Mortimer, Time Traveler's Guide to Medieval England? Yes, because yes. you and I were talking about writing a cartoon together. We yes. had started putting ideas together back and forth, which is honestly still great. Like the idea yeah. of a real cartoon about medieval times. I think so. I think there's an audience. I it's think so too. It's you, I mean, but we should still make it. Yeah, they don't know. They, but that's why we've got to show up as pseudonyms. Maybe right. this should be more like if we dress up like Orville Peck and then went Ooh, p- and pitched. Please. Yes. Well, I think full medieval garb, you know, at, snood, at the pitch. The snood. Yes. And I come in, I'm churning. Ooh, jodhpers. Yes. Wear a, a hair shirt. I, I, I rip open my bodice, Ooh. my tunic oh, yeah. to reveal a hair shirt. Ooh. And I'm like, Ooh. it hurts, but it's for God. <laughs> yeah. And they're all going to be like, you know what? We've seen enough. Yeah, you're on Netflix. The exec at Carousel's like, we like it. <laughs> Honestly, I heard the people over at Epics are picking up comedy fucking sets like they're just garbage lying in the street. <laughs> well, Epics has a very low standard for what it considers funny, uh, and so total well, dog shit can get on that network. Was this the set I saw you record? It was, yeah. And you, with a it couple was so funny. Extra things. Oh, thank you so much, Jared. You're such a goddamn funny piece of shit. I have to be very and, and completely and absolutely mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. We did sketch for such a long time and had to watch so much stand up comedy. And I'm not. And you, you, your sets were always the one that I would actually put my cigarette out and come in and watch. And I always oh, did. You so were always nice. so fuck. It was like, I mean, for most of them, let's be real. I was out front. I was out front drinking in the street and um, chain smoking oh, cigarettes. All right. Now it's time to to tell us all the people that have done crimes and the crimes that you've seen them do. That's how we end the show. Uh, yeah. Me? Yep. Oh, uh, people who've done crimes and the crimes that they, I've yes. seen them do. Yes. Uh, there was this kid uh, when I was a junior in high school named Jason Pratt. Full name, Jason <laughs> Pratt. Jason Pratt. And I watched him in a uh, cafeteria at the high school take another boy's head and smash it into a water fountain so hard that the kid was like like bleeding Whoa. out of his nose. And I think he cool. fucking died. Whoa, Whoa. Dude, murder. 
That's what I heard. I heard he died. I heard he died. Yeah, yeah, man, you saw a murder, dude. This is such a good show. Yeah. Um, Another time when I was uh, uh, going to college in Memphis, this Mm -hmm. guy jumped out of the bushes with a knife as I was walking to the bar, uh, like the local college bar from the campus. Was he just cutting bread? He wasn't. He wanted my money. He said, give me your money. It's not fair. And, you got to um, work for it. Tell him it's capitalism. This is a capitalist system, and he's got to go mm-hmm. to school, Ivy League school. I had like $11, and I said, here you go. And, and he was like, give me your wallet, your wallet. And then all I said was, come on, man. Because like I didn't want him to get my cards and stuff. But I didn't say, I'm not giving you my wallet. I, my, I wasn't like, I'm standing right. up to you. I just went, come on, man. And then he ran off. Whoa. That's so all you got to do. Then the I kept push. my cards, and then I went... To around the corner to an ATM and I got out $40 and went and drank with my friends. Whoa. What a great story. This is a great show. I remember I was I was mugged three times. Um, and each time I was mugged, I got, they only got $5 for me. And I remember the one specific time I was mugged because I was, I was very, very poor. And a man in a suit said, I had an umbrella. And he said, can I hop on your umbrella real quick? He got underneath my umbrella, put me in a headlock, punched me in the stomach. And he's like, give me your shit. Give me your shit. And I, oh, I gave him, I had a $5 bill on it and I gave it to him. He's like, give me that iPod because this is when iPods were new yeah and I I had a disc man because that's how broke I was and I was just like I got this and he's like oh man that's all you got and then I was just like yeah and he's like give me your cigarettes because I had cigarettes and I showed him cigarettes and he looked at me and he took my pack of cigarettes and he pulled out four of the cigarettes and then he gave me the rest of the pack and walked away you were too pathetic to fully rob <laughs> to be robbed um uh, or a member of the thieves guild they have uh, a, a code of honor. Because he saw I, too, was yes. a rogue. <laughs> their, their bylaws clearly state, if thy uh, snatcheth cigarettes. Ooh. Only so much as a man can smoke within a yes. fortnight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, well, Jared, this has just been, it's been a goddamn delight. I always love spending time with you yes, guys. Thank I, you. I want to do it this more. This is great. I want to spend more time with you. I want to play the games. I want to play the games. We should do some sort of like, because we're getting deeper and deeper into Twitch. And so maybe we should do some kind of like crossover where, because oh. people have been begging. They want to hear Jackie play role playing games. They want to fucking that horrible goon, Ben Kissel, play some fucking. Oh, can you imagine what he would do? I would love to have that. Uh, you know what? Open invitation. We do a crossover show with other shows like The Glass Cannon and Andrew Orvidal's show, Better Than Heroes. So it would be, I mean, would you please bring any last podcast goons over? To play a game with us. That would, would be amazing. Or how familiar are you with um, the world of Twilight? Um, uh, Jackie! <laughs> uh, uh, pretty familiar, Ooh, actually. I'm a new um, convert. I'm a new Twy baby, and I've been reading Twilight yeah. um, over on the Page 7 Patreon. I've been doing the audiobook and I'm um, doing riff tracks of it. Now I'm obsessed with Twilight. Now I want to create my own game, um, RPG game in the Twilight world. That seems like it's very involved. That would be amazing. Yes. That would be awesome. You should. It's easy to create role playing yeah, games. Yeah, I hear it's so easy. And pu- people that publish role playing games make money hand That's over all, fist. Yeah, That's all. Yeah, they make so much money. money. Easy business because there's boom, so boom, many boom, customers. Yeah. They just love it. Um, yeah. Jared, before we go, do you mind like maybe giving some lip service to a like a new tabletop role playing game that you've been playing that's like good like if someone's like super interested in something that's like they they want to try something new yes. rather than the old stalwarts you want to give it one to our listeners 
Absolutely. Um, uh, new for me may maybe like within the last couple of years. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm not exactly. I've been thinking about what my 2020 game is, and I haven't quite hit on it yet. But there is a game that everyone should play. It's called Mothership. Okay, Mothership. And what it does is it simulates movies like Alien Ooh. or Aliens. Okay. Ooh. Or the sequel. Uh, Alien, Alien Three. Three. Yeah, singular or, one though. Alien Resurrection, the but resurrection. not Prometheus. Good. Never, never Prometheus. Never, <laughs> never. Uh, uh, basically, it's just a really fun game where you're on a ship and you get a job, like you're a soldier or a scientist or like a teamster, like a guy who's literally like just a blue collar dude on the ship. And there's like a fear meter when bad monster stuff starts happening, and like the Space Marines might start going crazy and shooting each other. And it just simulates those kind of movies uh, so well, and it's really, really fun. Mothership. Ooh. It's right. a kind of an indie game. Go and get it. It's easy to play. You'll love it. That's fucking cool as hell. Thank you so much. What You're a welcome. rad recommendation. I'm certain that people will be into it. We're all looking for something new. And yeah. um, you know what I mean? Fleshlights are only going to do so much. Anything to make us smile. Right. Um, but guys, thank you for listening to the LPN show. Um, Jackie has been Jackie. Yeah, I'm here. I've been in Zabrowski. Um mm-hmm. You could follow Jared Logan at where do you want your socials? Where do you want it to at pay Jared you? Logan at Jared Logan is my Twitter, and then uh, please uh, follow Stream of Blood on everything. Stream of Blood, yes. watch our shows. We're on YouTube. Subscribe there. Hell yeah! So enjoy all of the wonderful shows over here at LPN. We've got last podcast on the left. That's the other one. We got Page Seven Whiz Brew. We've got Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. We've got Side Work. You should check out Side Work with Brooke Van Poppel and Andrew Wallace. Very good. Very good show. Um, and thank you for being with us today. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see you very soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s, 1975 to be exact, with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie, and fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.